everyone. Welcome to The Path of Me. I'm your host, Wendy Hutchinson, and I'm so excited about my guest today. Um, it's Dr. Lulu Shemek. I hope I pronounced that. I hope I pronounced that right. And she's she here uh, from Asheville, North Carolina, where she has a clinic. Um, she's a naturopathic physician and works with patients experiencing chronic disease, autoimmune disease. She's an expert in genetic health and um, digestive orders, chronic pain, depression, anxiety, and fatigue. I think you've co you cover the whole gamut. Basically, everybody can <laughs> right, totally. use your services, I think. So. And <laughs> the name of her clinic is Epiony uh, Clinic. And um, welcome, Dr. Schmeck. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Okay. Thank you for having me. And you can call me Dr. Lulu. Everybody does. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Lulu, thank you. So I wanted to find out, I'm always so fascinated about the evolution of each of my guests, you know, where they started and how they traveled their path and ended up just kind of aligning and finding their lane and connecting <laughs> with their life's purpose, you know? So where were you born? And tell me a little bit about your background. Sure, yeah. Um, I was born in Pensacola, Florida on uh, the Naval base. And um, I never um, lived in Florida except for six months of my life. My parents moved immediately to Atlanta. Um, and from there, then I lived there for on and off, I guess you could say. My parents were divorced, and then I moved kind of all over with my mom, um, and I went, moved back to Atlanta when I was older. So I've lived, I think, in like 33 places. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like different states, but in different like houses. Like, all, like I just have a lot moved around a lot. Um, like I always say, I have like the turtle on my back. I can go anywhere I want to, <laughs> but I'm at like a like Everywhere at home, I guess. Everywhere at <laughs> home. <laughs> yep. Wow. So I know that you, uh, I just through all of those travels and everything, you you kind of had a a bent towards health and wellness, right? From a, from a young age, would you say mm -hmm. that's true? That's totally true. My mother was, uh, I guess she's an advocate of health or was a health guru herself. I'm very into, you know, I was, I was born in the seventies. So if you can picture that, <laughs> you know, all about the hippie lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I, my mom was very into natural foods and, um, I didn't have any sugared cereal until oh I, I was like, eight. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. so totally. Um, and she practiced yoga, so I was I started doing yoga with my mom at a very early age and meditating. Some of my earliest memories, she took me on like a pilgrimage to see her guru. So it was just like a lot of like early intertwinings of health and wellness um, at an early age and mindfulness. It mm -hmm. sounds and mindfulness. Like. Yep, they're mm -hmm. great tools and probably have served you well throughout this journey, right? To be able to yeah and, in and just I, I'm. I'm a little envious because I grew up in a very 3D world, you know, where um, that wasn't even on the radar. So I think it's so awesome when I meet people who've had that foundation from such an early age because it really helps to guide you um, and navigate all the different twists and turns of life, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. And I think 
um, I've been always able to go back to those roots. And now they're kind of, I would say they're really more ingrained because, you know, as being a teenager and in my twenties and I had all different types of different avenues to, let's say, throw me off my path. And it's really kind of trying to bring ourselves back to um, center. Mm-hmm. It's so it is difficult because there are a lot of good shiny distractions out there that, that <laughs> right. you know, kind of pull at us, right? And and move mm-hmm. us in different areas. I know you studied interior design. That was kind of your mm-hmm. first um foray into higher education, correct? Yes. Um I went to the University of Georgia and studied um interior design in the art program there. And I I've always been a big lover for the arts. It's kind of my creative outlet. Um, and my passion. And so that was kind of the underlying aspect. And then as I, um, I don't know, grew, grew up, <laughs> I decided that wasn't really the path for me. And then it kind of developed into another avenue. But I still love that aspect of things, just like colors and um, artwork and supporting artists in the community. That's so cool. And then somehow you ended up as a pastry chef in New York City. How did you make that transition? Like that's a, that's, I mean, you're still being creative, but it's in such a different way and right. such a different yeah. culture going from Georgia, the South, I lived in South Carolina. I sure miss that. I lived in Greenville. So mm-hmm. I sure miss that culture and transitioning to New York City must have been crazy. Yeah, it was quite the shift. Yeah, I, um, when I was living in um, Athens, Georgia, where I went to school, um, you know, I was always looking for a different way to make money as a student. And baking it had always been like my love. I like love to make any any type of you know cakes, cookies, anything like that. And so I was like, okay, I'll get um, a job at a bakery, and it was called Kumquat May. <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> and so, so that's the job that I had. Um, and then I just start. I really fell in love with like baking and more of kind of that. Um, I don't know, in that wholesale retail environment. And I got a lot of training and experience. But then I was also able to do it more on my own. So I created my own portfolio of cakes because that was like what I really love to do. And so um, I wanted to learn more about alternative cooking and health cooking. So there was a school in New York. um, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyway, I decided I wanted to go to school there. So like okay I'm gonna move to New York and I'm gonna go to school there and this is what I'm gonna do so I moved there to go to school um and from there I needed to work in New York of course it's very expensive right. and so I was working um at a, a doing um pastry chef work there I worked at a restaurant and I also worked at an erotic bakery <laughs> wow all the yeah. secrets all the yeah. are coming out now <laughs> it was a restaurant and erotic bakery, so they made like funny, like you know, erotic cakes. Hilarious! Like that. Yeah, so that's, that was that's something to put on your resume. I know, totally. But I never went to that school because I I found out that at the time they were older. Now that they have they have funds, but they didn't have any um, loans at that point of time, and you know, from the government, and so I just couldn't afford it. Right. So I went, did something else. But anyway, you know, it's so interesting. We always kind of end up where we need to be, though, and every. Yeah, right. This is like a thread and then it forms the tapestry of our life, right? So mm-hmm. you're just following your heart and it took you to New York. And then, um, I don't know, you became a Hatha yoga teacher. Tell me about <laughs> right. how that 
evolved and presented in your life? Yeah, so I was living in New York and it was only a short amount of time. I think I was only there like nine months and I like got totally chewed up and spit out. It's definitely, I love New York, but it's not the place for me. It's too many people, too much energy for my, I guess, a lot of energy. (laughs) And you're, especially Mm -hmm. if you're not, you know, now knowing what we know now, right? We're very mindful of our energy fields and protecting ourselves and clearing and all of that. But if you don't have that mindfulness and you're in the, this mecca of millions of people in a condensed area, I can't imagine what right. it's like for you. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty wild. And I kind of have that um, personality of, of, of being attracted to um, energy. And so, and that I got kind of like thrown into the aspects of it, if that makes sense. Like I just like, like, yeah, to the vortex. So I just was like, oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore. And so um, I called my mom. Of course, we always call our mom, right? Mom. (laughs) And uh, she said, well, I know this great yoga center in California, the Expanding Light. um, And Paramahansa Yogananda is the guru of that center. Um, and she said, why don't you see they have a you know, program you could go to there. And so they had a work exchange program where I could be a chef in the kitchen. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can learn all about all the natural food cooking that I wanted to because they're vegetarian. And, um, and so I, I didn't even go there to learn to be a yoga teacher. I went there to learn about cooking. And then the <laughs> yoga fall. Well, it's, it's really an embodied experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. Totally a lifestyle, yeah. So that's so cool. You got to immerse yourself. And then obviously um, it spoke to you and you ended up going all the way into becoming a teacher. So that's cool. Yeah, I loved it. I loved being there. You know, I was, it's with all of the aspects of things that would happen on the planet right now, this shift, I was just, you know, remembering that time myself because it was like my own personal quarantine, so to speak. You know, I was like, I moved from New York to this very small mountain town in California with very small amount of people and just immersed myself in, in health and yoga and meditation, like a lot. So it's the same kind of environment. It's so like interesting now. what you learn about yourself when you give yourself the space to connect in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and when it becomes a regular practice in your life, whether that's meditation or yoga or, um, and, and that can look different for so many people. I mean, for some people that meditation would be baking right. or that meditation <laughs> exactly. might be hiking in the mountains or, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to look like something, right? But there's something about giving yourself that grace and connection that it's like your soul just kind of pulls you, right? Guys? Right. When you when you take the time to listen, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you can if you can listen, I think that's the key. How long were you there for? Oh, you froze. I was there um, a year. Oh, can you still hear me? I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was there for around a year. And then where did you go from there? Um, from there, um, I moved to San Francisco. Did you have a work opportunity, or what? What led you to? Go to the Bay Area. Well, of course, I fell in love at the yoga. I knew team. you were going to say that. I had a feeling there had to be a dance hall at some point in this. Oh, right. Yeah. So um, uh, I met a man during that time of my life. And so he was from um, London mm-hmm. and he was wanted to do some traveling. So I said, Ooh. okay, great. 
And so um, we left the yoga retreat center together and then traveled all along um, the Pacific coast um, and ended up in um, Oakland. So that's where I kind of like how I fell into awesome. San Francisco and the Bay Area. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you ended up getting certified in aromatherapy, and then you got um, a master's of science, I think, in herbal medicine. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. Um, what inspired you to pursue that? Was it just a natural offshoot of the yoga, or mm -hmm. um, was that something, you know, top of mind, or did it just kind of organically happen? Um, well, I was... Um, let's see, I was living in Las Vegas with my husband now, um, and different than the <laughs> previous person. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I became a massage therapist and I wanted to really kind of go farther than I could as a massage therapist and work with my clients that I was seeing at the time. And so I have always had a passion for plants. And so then I learned about, oh, okay, let's see if I could, how can I, what can I do with aromatherapy and herbs? So that's when I started diving deeper into that realm. Um, and then from there, I was, I was wanted to go one step further. <laughs> it's always another step further. Right. <laughs> and um, I wanted to go to naturopathic medical school. How'd you so find this school? Mm -hmm. yeah. Is it in Seattle? Where's it's in Seattle. Yeah, there's, um, I think there's. What's, what's the name and, of the school there that you attended? Was it? Mm -hmm. What it's was it? Bastier, B-A-S-T-E-R, Bastier University. They have two campuses. And you, um, wow, you were there for five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And went through their naturopathic doctoral program, which must have been really intense, but really fascinating and amazing at the same time. Oh my God. It, it was the hardest and most intense thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like, there's nothing that compares to medical school. bring you to your knees. You know, sometimes those challenges, I mean, you know that you're on the right path, but you feel like you're being squeezed to the eye of the needle half the time and like you're being mm -hmm. crushed, but you know it's going to take you to that next level, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, must have been challenging to get through that. Yeah, and you know, the I think the most rewarding part of it, of course, is being a doctor and helping patients, but also the the community that that you have in the medical school and in, in naturopathic medical school, like those the friends that I've made there, I will be like forever in my life, just like deepest, deepest, deepest bonds, and because you're just just a different type of environment, and you're just learning um, in this different way and creating these deeper friendships. So um, that must have been um, so cool yeah. for you because it really integrated so many aspects of things you were interested in. Yeah, the body, yeah. the mind, um, botanicals, um, everything. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I took like everything I learned and then multiplied it by like a bazillion. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And, and after that, you followed your heart to Asheville, mm -hmm. and that was around, was it 2015, or what year was that? Yeah, 2015. After I graduated, um, my husband and I moved to Asheville for me to start my practice here. So you opened your center in, um, in Asheville, North Carolina, and mm -hmm. tell me about your practice. Tell me, tell me what kind of... Um, well, what's your passion? What's your demographic? Um, tell me what's kind of fueling your soul right now in your work. Right. Yeah. You know, the, I would say the, 
best part of my practice or what fuels me is really helping patients find their truest joy and happiness through health. Because, you know, when I see patients, it's like the, it's almost like the raisin that, you know, it's like they've been squeezed so dry of their like life force. And, you know, and so I help them like plump up the raisin again, (laughs) you know, and so finding, and you know, there's not a, I do have specific, um, you know, like women's health or digestive disorders, specific things that I really love, but it all really, they all go down deep to that core reason which brings people in. And that's finding their passion. down to your soul. Yeah. Because your physical issues are a manifestation of your energetic body. Totally they are. Connection to your soul. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, what's really interesting to me is most people don't identify that or make that connection. Mm-hmm. They feel like the body is like this external thing separate from their emotional body or their energetic body. When in fact, it's just an expression of, right? Yeah, it's so true. You know, I think that the medical community, the typical medical model, has really helped people, unfortunately, to place their illness in a box, right? And so it's like, this is my box this is what I need to do. And it's not really connected to any part of me. And then it's also, you know, the more, once a person has been diagnosed, they focus like all their energy goes into that illness. And they, it's like they have goggles on, you know, and they just can't see anything else because they, it's like, then it just manifests more and more and more and more right. and more because and more. Attention, and more. You know, what you put your attention on energetically mm-hmm. is growing and what you're feeding it, fear, anxiety is growing is growing the, the the physical issue and then on top of that instead of getting to the core and the cause and the root of it there's this real quick attack of um let's let's medicate it let's numb it let's um, bury it let's put a band-aid on it so you don't actually have to look at that right and that's the total Such a different medical model, model. Mm-hmm. what you you practice so share share with us what how your approach dif- differs and mm-hmm. um, I feel your approach is the way most of us should be going we should be looking at those you know causes and those roots and those um, deeper emotional things that are being expressed through the body right yeah you know I really were I think the first part of when I work with patients is it's almost like a timeline experiment or timeline identification. So I, you know, I, I look at everything that's happened and pick out the things as a detective, you know, what has um, stimulated this um, imbalance, right? Because we all like, you know, when you have, you're on that fine line of balance, you can have a little bit, it throws you off, right? And so you're like one step up, one step down, but you're okay. You can come back and balance, but then, the more and more things that tip you off of the it's scale. The gap widens, right? <laughs> yeah. Until the balance is totally off. Exactly. So I look at all those different things in the timeline, from the physical to the emotional to the mental, because it's, it's very holistic. It's not just, you know, as you were mentioning before, it's a, if you have a symptom, if we just look at that symptom, everything else in the equation becomes obsolete and it's just like you're like that doesn't make sense we gotta look at everything in the equation yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the whole, yeah. we're, 
we are a whole and complete being. You can't just look at one fractal. Right, exactly. And, and think you're going to fix yourself or heal right. yourself, right? There's just, yeah. like, <laughs> we are not only whole beings, we're multidimensional beings. Yeah. There's so much complexity to who we are um, energetically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm hoping to bring more awareness to this topic. Yeah. This subject. Because we're at such a pivotal time in, in the world for humanity. We're, we are literally at that, that nexus point and that shift point where people are going to, people are waking up, I feel. Yes, totally. Becoming yeah. more aware of the things we're talking about. It's not so crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, yeah. Becoming yeah. a little more acceptable to talk about your feelings and your energy and your your auric field they might not have the terminology but they're getting a sense that there is something shifting and changing in the world mm -hmm. and i'm so interested to know what your perspective is your higher perspective around this whole viral uh, covid19 situation that is happening um, for humanity i'm sure you have your perspective as, as both a physician and then also as a, a spiritual teacher, um, you know, naturopathic doctor. So what are your feelings around what's happening and what you feel might come of this? Yeah, that's a great, great question. You know, and I think it does have different, different aspects. Um, so if we, from the physician point of view, I mean, of course, all my views become one as I work with patients, but from a, from the physical point of view, I mean, I guess that's really all connected. Let me, let me talk about it that way. So when we have, um, a place of imbalance, if we're talking about back into that place of imbalance. The only way to become, to come back into balance is to clear the things that aren't working. Right. And, <laughs> and so the only way for us to clear the things that aren't working on the planet is just to have a huge purge. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and so that happens. Unfortunately, people are having to leave the planet because they're no longer serving the planet. Right. And, and their views and their whatever aspect of their lives are not serving. And they're choosing to move on from the planet. That's that's part of it. Yeah. The other part of it is all the different layers of the. I guess you could say the economy that aren't working well and aren't serving the greater good of the planet. Right. Um, and then also from the physical aspect, it's, I, I think of it as from, I study the cells a lot. That's like kind of my, you know, ex, it, my slogan is igniting. No, you're doing freedom. some cool stuff with the, at the DNA level. So I really yeah. want to deep dive into that also, yeah. <laughs> but, but go on. I didn't mean to, I want to kind of go there next, but go okay. ahead. Okay, well, we'll, we'll go there next. We won't forget. <laughs> um, yeah, so from the cellular point of view, you know, if our, if our cells are in this place, we have our human cells, we have the cells of everything on the planet around us, the plants, um, we have the animals, you know, the, everything has a cellular aspect. And those, the, every, they're overloaded because they're not having their true purpose, their true vision is not being able to move forward in a way that has been planned, right? And so, again, it's that kind of like clearing and cleansing of the planet. And I call it like the planetary reboot. You know, it's like, okay, the only way that we can get forward to this massive vision, which all of us of light and health have been holding, right. is for that reboot. 
Um, right. I think that is so well said, and I agree a hundred percent. And what is so what's been so beautiful for me to see is not only people going through that reboot, but on a planetary level, mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. Going totally. through that reset because everything's just paused. So nature is being given some space too, right? To come mm-hmm. back. Um, wildlife is being able to, I think, regenerate or plant life is being able to regenerate. I've been seeing a lot of pictures on Facebook of like no smog in LA for the first time ever. <laughs> You can see the Himalayan mountains or whatever it is. But it sure seems like that reset and reboot is happening on a large scale. Yeah, I mean, when we ask for something over and over again, like, you know, we want to have clean air, we want to have clean water, well, the planet listens to us. And so this is what it has its response. It's like, okay, you guys, there has to be a break. Yeah, and what's been so beautiful, too, is hopefully – this new awareness that people are, are going to have around cause and effect will maybe impact choices and mm-hmm. lifestyle um, changes that will honor that. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping, anyway. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think you're totally right. And from the health perspective, I think people are having the, you know, some people are still ha- are having more work, as we see from the essential work community. But then other people are having this time where they're able to have better, much, much better self-care than they have in a really long time. So my vision that I'm holding for that community is that they will see like things that have been um, manifesting in, in a way of ill health, will they'll be able to see through that, you know, like, wow, if I take a break and I don't work myself to the bone. I, mean, I have I- a little more work-life balance, right? Mm-hmm. Because working from home allows that. You can kind of step away and pet your dog or Mm. hug your child or there's something about that balance that I'm hoping people will recognize is going to benefit their overall well-being, which will translate into hopefully alignment, more alignment with their, in their work and life. Yeah. With their purpose on the planet, which has been lost, right? Yes. It's mm-hmm. so important for people to actually connect to their inner being. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people who are not, they're disconnected. And they're, they're in jobs that aren't satisfying or they're not using the skill sets and they're not, they're not showing up as the person they're meant to be here on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this time will give people a little bit of awareness and a little bit of a reset and connection to maybe ponder that a little bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, we've already, all this has already happened and we're already in the future, right? Really. And so we can already hold the space for all of that. So yes. you know, personally, I've been like meditating every morning when I get up and like, what do I want? what's this new vision that I want to hold for the planet? You know, what's the transition of people's lives? And for me, it like really comes from this heart centered place of like, if we can just really reconnect to the heart and embody this place of love for ourselves and for humanity, we can have such a shift. Such a powerful shift. And it all does start with us. Mm -hmm. It starts with us healing our wounds. It starts with us shedding our density and the things that no longer serve us and dropping all that weight and ballast so that we can align more fully 
with our souls and our higher selves. And I love that you do that. I do the same thing where I kind of hold, I basically, I'm holding space for the highest and best outcome. Mm-hmm. And that energy is going out. And for those who are ready to align with it, that's going to assist them in some way, you know? And then there are other people who aren't ready to align with that and who are going to make different choices, which is fine. Everybody's walking their own path, right? Right. I'm so excited to talk to you about this new viral warrior line that you're creating. And uh, we touched on it briefly when I interviewed Adora Winkless a couple weeks ago, but I'd love to hear what the vision was and how you came up with the formulation and just everything that went into that uh, thought process and what it does exactly um, to help people. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll talk about that in two steps. So um, let's talk about first about how I formulate, because I think that's part of your question. So when I do formulating, of course, I have like all of the the brain knowledge, Mm -hmm. right, from all of the aspects of studying herbalism and from naturopathic medicine. But then I have, I have all my past life (laughs) information Mm -hmm. um, as well. And I, I know I've been connected to many, 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 many (laughs) lifetimes of healers. So I also um, bring in that information as well. Mm -hmm. And then I also connect with um, my inner being and spirit about what herbs, which might not be an herb that I would usually bring in but what herbs or essential oils or, or stones are ready to come in to serve the formula. So it's but, really yeah. an integrative process, it sounds like. It's very and integrative. Are you using different types of crystals? Or I know you're doing infusing them with sacred geometry and energy too. There's, mm-hmm. It's so multifaceted, which is cool. And what's really exciting to me is this really is the new direction healing mm-hmm. I love that you're so progressive I, so, I love that you're so intuitive and you're, you're bringing all of this together to create these formulations yeah it, I do use crystals in my work and you know um, it's funny it's because a different way right I mean don't you feel like the use of it is evolving it's not the traditional right 3d way we're, we're moving more into a 5d 7d kind of matrix and energetic structure so it's, um, I'm, I'm just curious, are you using them in a different, in a different way? Yeah, you know, um, one aspect is that my, there are so many stones and crystals and my knowledge is not like, I don't have, I have to use a lot of books yeah. for that aspect and I, I, I'm a book, I love books. So, so sometimes, you know, um, I will get like an answer or message like to look or like I'll just research and then like research a bunch of stones. And then I don't have these stones, of course, like, you know, like around me, <laughs> right? And so what I, I'll, I connect in with the energy of that stone, whether either that's through meditation or when I'm making the formula. And that's how I kind of pull that energy of the stone into the formula. And we can do that with any aspect as we're working. So, you know, sometimes if I'm, um, if it's a plant, I, w- I really want the plant to be in the formula. Right, you know, because it's that's part, but the but the gem or the stone, but the, well, energy, the energy transcends space and time. Exactly, it's yeah. not a physicality. So right, that is very much possible. And yep. I love that you're using so much intuition and in guiding you in in these formulations because 
when we do tune in, oftentimes we're guided to something that is so random that never would have occurred to us from a linear mindset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you come <laughs> in and it really does, it does make perfect sense, you know, when you do mm -hmm. a little more research or whatever the case may be. So when you open yourself up, you can really tune in. That's really, really cool. And yeah, and the, um, the Viral Warrior line, which is part of the Zenergy Medicinals line, um, those formulas are all created for the DNA. Um, and so that's the other aspect of the formulating that I work with, with Adora, is that we're working on something that really is targeting the cells. So it's very different than just like, you know, going to the store and buying, you know, I don't a know. Supplement or a supplement. Supplement, yeah, which is overly manufactured and has no energetic aspect of it at all, right? You know, it's very, very, very different. And a lot of the herbs that I use in my formulas, I grow and process myself too. Oh, so they're, wow. yeah, um, at the farm that Adora and I work at. Um, and so they're grown in a very, very high vibration and small environment. So that also comes into the formula too. It's like they're very multifaceted. And so when you're um, designing something from the seed up right. and every intention that you have for that formula is always being put in it and the highest intention of that plant is then into the formula as well it's like the formula becomes this like so magic cool. volcano of like you know love and energetic love. wellness <laughs> love that. yeah and so is it something oral or how, how do people use use this product is it is it like a tincture that you take or is it mm -hmm. a roll-on type of thing or is it a in a pill for, tell me um, how does it present and how do people use it? Yeah, so the, um, the products that I designed for Zenergy Medicinals and the Viral Warrior line specifically, um, I did the tincture and then I also did a tea, a chai. Um, and both of those are all targeted towards the immune system and the respiratory cells to really help those cells to have a shield, which is what we call it, the Viral Warrior, to allow that protectiveness because energetically, we need that protection too. not, you know, that's what I feel most of my patients have been saying now in this time of crisis, right? It's like they feel energetically depleted because everyone around them is in this place of fear, fear. You know, which is oh not the place we will need to be because if we're not, it's not fearful, nothing, you know, <laughs> we want to be able to embrace the change. Right. Fear is a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all need to be mindful of the direction and the energy that we're putting out into the world. Do we want to elevate and lift the world mm -hmm. and focus on higher outcomes, evolution, positivity? Do, do we want to put that energy out into the world, faith in a higher outcome after all of this is said and done? Or do we want to feed that lower vibration of fear? Mm -hmm. It's a choice, and I really want to urge people who are listening to this conversation to be mindful of that. You get to choose every moment how you are showing up in this world. Mm -hmm. You can elevate, or you can, you can, you know, buy into the density and the weight of fear, and and all of it goes into the collective energetically. So be mindful of mm -hmm. what you're putting into the collective with your thoughts and your your energy, right? Yeah, so important, right? For, you know, it's, it's so interesting that 
everything has been called like the social distancing when it's actually like creating a larger web or network of community from underneath. It's, it's just been very, you know, just to, uh, philosophically think about it. I'm like, well, they created, you know, them out there, created this whole thing about keep your social distance. But at the same time, we have to create the really like a deep community connection for the collective, as you've said, to be able to move forward into this new space. So it's, it's really so interesting. interesting, hasn't mm -hmm. it? To see how mm -hmm. people are forming connections with long lost friends, family, people are doing Zoom calls. You know, I think humanity has a need and a longing for connection. Social right. Connection. And they will find a way. <laughs> we always find a way. <laughs> Even though there is this physical, you know, physical distancing, there is this energetic connection still happening. Mm -hmm. Family members and friends, and even networking groups. Like we, I'm part of a networking group. We just did a Zoom networking. Mm -hmm. Those foundations and connections are so important. And those, when, when people are coming together and laughing and loving, that definitely is raising the vibe of everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a, a women's group that we meet, we met today actually called Held. And yeah, and so it's been, we started it in January um, and it's been such a place for me to, because we created the safe, you know, the safe capsule. <laughs> yeah, and um, for us to be able to have that place of um, connection with each other for support is so important. It's so important. And of course, we have our spouses. Is your husband working from home? Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. You, of course, probably still have to come in because you have to see patients. So, well, I've been—I transitioned my entire practice to online. Um, really? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, um, I see all my patients um, virtually, which is great. That's and, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like this really is going to shift the medical community, and they're going to see how much they can actually transition to online diagnosing, which mm -hmm. I think would be so much more effective and streamlined. And I'm hoping that's one of the outcomes of this whole thing. Yeah, I think it will be a Medical big outcome. More accessible, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, to people. They don't have to physically drive somewhere, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I wanted to go back and ask you a little bit about this farm. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're doing Tell me a little bit about this. Uh, I think it's working with veterans or something. Mm -hmm. It's tied to that. Can you explain a little bit about where you're growing your herbs and sure, yeah, and yeah. Um, it's called the Veterans Healing Farm. Um, it's in Hendersonville, North Carolina, which is just right outside Asheville. And I am the uh, plant medicine director at the farm. I first started working there right after we moved to the area. A friend of mine was a member and she was volunteering and she said, come out and you know, see the farm. And so I met the, um, the owner, John Mashey, and I said, you know, here's my vision. I've always wanted to have a medicinal garden um, and help to teach Ooh. people about plants. And he said, well, let's do it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, Part of the farm has the, the medicinal garden, and then the other part of the farm is the vegetables and flowers that we grow for um, the volunteers and veterans that are part of the farm. But we also take 
um, the produce and flowers to the VA hospital um, at, once a week during the summer when it's active, and they get to have the produce and flowers for free. That is so cool. Yeah. Have you seen a huge response um, from the veteran community that is participating in this? Has it been healing for them? Yeah, it's been well and nurturing something and, you know, probably receiving some sort of nurturing of their own soul in the process. Yeah, I think the biggest aspect for me that I see is um, we created a, a herbal boot camp. Tell and me about that. What does yeah, that look like? Yeah, so um, we, what happens is um, we have 15 to 20 veterans that come out for the weekend and they stay at the farm. We have a bunkhouse, um, and they are provided meals and all the great aspects of staying at the farm. And then from there, they get to learn about the plants. So they're immersed in the botanical garden, and they get to formulate their own formulas. So we focus on specific um, things like insomnia, fatigue, immunity, pain. So we have specific things that veterans- like Trauma or something? Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. How cool. Yeah, and so they learn all about the plants. We uh, pick specific ones that are going to really help the vets the most. And then they get to, they have a toolbox that they get to um, have as a gift from the farm. And then they get to make all, all weekend. They That's so cool. Learning how to make bees. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really amazing. So that's the most um, the most impact that I've seen from the farm is just really the veterans being able to come out. We have all and different types of How do they find you? Like, is it a select group or? It's an application process. So they, I, if you could provide that information, I'd love to include it. Yeah, uh, um, we don't have one right now because um, we're still in the kind of, we don't know exactly what's going to be happening. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, but our projected next boot camp is for um, the end of September. So as soon as I know that, um, it, I can give the information to you, but it will be on the Veterans um, Healing Farm website. And then they just go to that and it's only for veterans. And then they fill out the application and we usually have a lot of applicants. And then we choose 15 to 20 from that group and then um, they get to come to that. I would think it'd be real, I mean, that is so cool that they do that for veterans. Mm -hmm. oh. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I could just see that becoming, a, you know, reaching a broader base of people who, there's such a need for it. Yeah, really there's is. Such a need for workshops like that, that help mm -hmm. people. Because to some degree, and, and this is just my personal opinion, but I think people are, are you know, as, as you know, we've, we've transitioned energetically as a planet uh, into a higher dimensional space right mm -hmm. and so i think a lot of people who have been you know spiritual and doing their their, their yoga and their whatnot they are still kind of tied to those 3d um tools mm -hmm. and this is more 5d to me as mm -hmm. far as energy and um approach mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To, wellness balance um spiritual alignment energetic alignment and, and things like that and i'm hoping i mean i feel like the community that is spiritual is going is going to see that it's time to maybe look into these other things that are becoming available or create new 
higher vibrational, higher dimensional templates and practices and um, seek out things that are going to enhance your health, uh, mental, spiritual, and emotional health and alignment in a more powerful way. Because we are shifting into a higher dimensional reality. Right, which is totally true. And getting back to what you were asking me about working with the genetics, because that's what I, you know, my foundation is I'm really moving into this place of like, how can we shift our DNA? Because shifting our DNA is, is totally possible. And healing, you know, healing, shifting, and changing the vibration of our DNA allows us to move from like that old paradigm or that old level of thinking right. into a new level of thinking, right. you know? And it is, it's all about shifting the DNA because what we're, what we're talking about as far as ascension and 5D, uh, for those of you in the audience who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, we're talking about a higher energetic vibratory existence on the planet Earth. So we are taking in higher dimensional energies, higher frequency energies are coming into the planet and have been for the last few years. And the human who lives on the planet's surface has to be able to absorb that light and integrate that light into the human body to have a comfortable existence. Exactly. And that energetic integration for the human body creates your reality and experience. So as you raise your light quotient, as you reprogram the DNA, as Dr. Lulu is talking about, you're able to integrate that light and drop density, which is it's a multifaceted process because you do have to do that inner work and be releasing the, the past and releasing the traumas. And you have to be dropping the density in order to create space for that light to integrate more fully. Mm-hmm. But it's really important at this time to be more expansive and open in terms of your consciousness. Because I feel like a lot of people are kind of at this, have plateaued and reached the ceiling and they feel there's something more, but they're not really sure what that looks like or how to reach for it or how to access it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know, what, what are your feelings about that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think the um, plant medicine, you know, is such a great way for us to shift because the plants are so, so, so wise. They've been here, you know, longer than anything else on the planet. And they can communicate with ourselves, especially the bud of the plant, which is, you know, um, is the embryonic way of communication. Because it's like, it talks to ourselves like, okay, here you go. Here's this like great information that you can use. And so our, if we think about, you know, people think, oh, I'm just going to take this. It'll make me feel better. It does. But if we really activate the plants or we take their activation, I guess is a better way to describe it. Take that activation. And then we think about it activating ourselves or it's programmed and activated to activate the cells within us. That was a lot of activation words. <laughs> We're getting your point. <laughs> right. Intentionally connecting, energetically activating, integrating, mm-hmm. um, yeah. immersing yourself in that energy and accepting yes. it mm-hmm. in a holistic and energetic way, you're going to empower your healing. Exactly. And the 
plant medicine, and you can do that through food. You know, food is right. a, is as a plant, <laughs> right. and it has so much energy, and we've totally distorted it with with a lots of in different ways, which is a whole other conversation. Right, that's but, a three-hour conversation. Yeah. But from the plant medicine perspective, it has also been distorted, um, and so getting back to that true root, and the best way to do that is to grow your own. You know, and that's what we teach at the farm too. Is you know, there's lots of plants that can grow in your backyard, um, and or on your balcony, or in your balcony, um, in your you know, in your tiny apartment, whatever you know, and yeah. grow them when you can, and then make your own medicine. It's so easy, so 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 easy. And then share it with your family, share it with your neighbors, learn how to use it. You know, that's how my mission on the planet is. That you know, is to teach people how to make their own medicine and use it in a way to empower and heal their DNA that they never imagined. So how do we, how do we learn this? Do you offer <laughs> workshops? I mean, like, I, I know that people are aware that plants are food and food is nutrition and, and fuel for the body, but how do we take it a step further? Do you do workshops online or do we have to fly to Asheville? I'll come. <laughs> right. Yes. Asheville is a great destination. I will come. <laughs> I am working on creating more of that platform and I do offer workshops. Um, uh, one of the things that you mentioned before is that I do have a book that I'm writing that will be coming out in um, spring of 2021. And that is a first of a series of four books that is going to help you to learn how to use specific um, tools and plants are one of those tools to integrate and elevate the DNA. And so that's one way. And then also I am creating more of those workshops because that's, I know, a big desire for people. They want like, Such a know, need for it. We need, need you, Dr. Lulu. <laughs> I'm here to help. Yeah, so when you get close to publishing your book, give me a call and let's get back on here and talk about it and yeah, love that. plug it so people know where to find it and know when you're launching it and when it's mm -hmm. available. I think that would be you know, so, so powerful um, and such a great tool for people or resource. Yeah. So thank you for writing it because we can <laughs> all benefit from that information. I just, I'm so excited that we got to have this conversation and connect because clearly we're speaking the same language, even though I'm not a, a doctor. I'm a, I'm an Ascension coach, but it's kind of similar in some right. Yeah, we all speak the same language. It's just how it comes out, you know, and we're, you know, in the different. We're all in our own lanes, but doing yeah. our work to, to get mm -hmm. people where they need to be or where they, they want to be. Right. You know, if they're off, off track. So where can people find you? What's the best way to reach you if they mm -hmm. want to have, um, you know, meetings with you or, you know, I know you're doing remote. Right. Yeah. So maybe you're accessible to people who aren't necessarily in Asheville. I don't know. Yeah, I see patients all over the world. Um, and the best way to find me is my website, which is doclulu, D-O-C-L-U-L-U.com. It's super easy. <laughs> yeah. And you can go there and you can make an appointment to see me as a patient. I um, have visits there. And you can also, if you're looking for a way to connect with me from a business point of view, you can also make a business meeting with me there too because I'm one of my missions is to connect with people with plants all over the world too so that's another way that's so cool that's so awesome well thank you thank you so much yeah for sharing that I'll put that website down below and I'll also put all the information for the farm and everything 
at the end of the video and also down below in the description so people can access those links. But Great, thank you. I want to I want to ask you one last thing. Uh-huh. You know, you can't go through life without overcoming adversity. Mm -hmm. Right? So what has been one of the things that has helped to guide you and help you in those times of struggle because i know a lot of people right now are in that fear mindset and i just thought maybe you could offer some words of wisdom and something that's kind of helped you navigate tough times yeah i think that's i have two things that i use for my my like uh tools for health (laughs) navigation through the rocky the rocky waters one um i mentioned before is meditation i daily meditation even if you can just five minutes to connect and tune out you know you're tuning in but you're tuning out (laughs) um and so that's number one and the other one is to really tap into what brings you happiness so for me it's like like cooking listening to music being outside working with the plants and the more that you can connect with that thing that brings you love and happiness the more the adversity falls away you know great advice i love that and i agree a hundred percent so thank you so much for your wisdom i'm so grateful for your time thank Thank you you for your time i had a wonderful time (laughs) awesome to meet you here and and it's going to be my goal to come out to Asheville and meet you in person yeah anytime you need a place to stay we have a great airbnb so you're more oh my gosh really that's so great to know Now we're going to be best friends. We're going to be talking awesome. after we get off this conversation. <laughs> Don't hang up. Anyway, <laughs> my audience, thank you so much for tuning in, for supporting the channel. I hope that you learned a little something, something today and that you're kind to yourselves, love yourselves, and check out the links I'll be putting um, in the description below. So y'all have a great day. Love y'all. Thanks, Dr. Lulu. We'll you're welcome. You Thanks so much.